and welcome to the Tobacco Control Podcast. My name is Becky Freeman and I'm the Associate Editor for the Journal. Today I'll be speaking with Jennifer Pearson, who is a researcher with the Schroeder Institute for Tobacco Research and Policy Studies at the Truth Initiative in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be speaking about her latest uh, paper with the journal, which is about people's misperceptions of harm who are users of the brand Natural American Spirit. So welcome, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Now, before we get started, I think it's probably really important that we talk about what exactly is Natural American Spirit. We have lots of listeners from all over the world who might not be uh, familiar with this brand. Sure. Well, Natural American Spirit is a brand that's produced by Santa Fe Natural Tobacco Company, but it's actually owned by R.J. Reynolds in the United States, and they sell cigarettes and roll-your-own tobacco. And their products feature labeling and advertising with the descriptors natural, organic, and additive-free. The actual cigarette packs are very colorful, and they feature things like American Indian imagery, and then also a lot of text about how environmentally responsible the brand is. Ah, okay. So they're trying to market as sort of like, if you must smoke, smoke our brand. They're much safer and, you know, all these, not like traditional cigarettes, that kind of uh, approach. Okay. Well, you know, they're, they're not explicitly saying that the <laughs> product is safer or healthier, but what our research shows is that it is the consumers are, are taking additive free organic, the imagery associated with the brand and they're understanding the implicit messages and interpreting these implicit messages as harm reduction messages. Absolutely. So think, um, before we get too much further into the results, let's talk about the methods for the study. Um, this is actually a really large population level study, big sample size. Um, so you're able to, to drill down into, you know, specifics like brand use. Are there any limitations with this study we should be aware of though? Well, like any other cross-sectional study, we can't talk about causation, so that's pretty standard for any cross-sectional study. But you're right, these are very rigorous methods. We use data drawn from the first wave of the Population Assessment of Tobacco and Health Study, the PATH study, which is a nationally representative study of U.S. adults. And uh, we actually we have 10,565 adult current smokers in our sample, so we are really able to look at associations that other studies have not been able to get at. Fantastic. So we've got really big sample here, really robust results. And so first of all, how many adult smokers are actually, you know, using this brand as, as their preferred brand? Well, in the U.S., 2.3% of adult smokers prefer American Spirit, which translates to about 900,000 smokers. Okay, so this is a pretty significant, we're not just talking about, oh, you know, 0.001%. This is a quite a large group of people. And uh, what did you find? What was some sort of the most startling results that the people who use the cigarettes told you? Right. We found some very startling things. First, nearly 64% of American spirit smokers inaccurately believe that their brand is less harmful than other brands. And that's compared to only 8.3% of smokers of other brands. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing, right? That's a huge number of people who are misled about the harm of their products. And when we controlled for confounding, for potential confounders, we found an adjusted odds ratio of almost 23 times. And that's really a strong and, like you said, a very robust finding there. So this wasn't sort of just due to chance. This is very clearly these smokers really believe that what they're smoking is less harmful. Um, right. One of the 
sort of finds I wanted to touch on was that the people who use these were more likely to be thinking about the harms of tobacco. Does, is it too much of a stretch to say that perhaps they were smoking these in, in a way to maybe avoid quitting or as a way to sort of, you know, go, okay, well, I am really worried about smoking. I'll smoke this brand. That's a good question. So that goes back to one of the limitations of this study is that since this is cross-sectional, we can't tell which one came first. Mm. Is it that they thought that, that this brand was less harmful and then they decided to start smoking it? Or did they start smoking it and then they've been constantly exposed to the claims on the pack? You know, they're seeing additive-free, natural, organic, and they go, oh, these products are are uh, less harmful than other brands. I, I think that's a good question and that is something for future research mm. is, you know, what's the examine, what's the relationship between exposure to these claims and consumer attitudes and behavior? Right, and it also assumes that when we look at the sort of the, the populations of smokers who are using these brands, they're, you know, at-risk populations, you know, younger, lesbian, gay, bisexual, or other, that po- populations were, who generally have you know, we're really concerned about their tobacco use, and yet they're using these, this perceived uh, less harmful brand. Is there anything you want to comment on about that? Sure. Well, there's clearly something attractive about this brand um, to those groups. So it's especially interesting to me that young adults, so people ages 18 to 34, are more attracted to this brand, uh, and then also LGBTQ populations are more attracted. And so we don't quite know why. There might be some targeted advertising and marketing going on there. And in fact, we know, and we talk about this in the article, that American Spirit has a history of specifically targeting LGBTQ populations. And we cite in the article this really egregious um, advertisement in The Advocate, which is an LGBTQ interest magazine, where they they included the uh, the phrases freedom to marry, freedom to speak, and then freedom to inhale, wow. as if you know, we are we are there with you. We support your rights, LGBT community, and um, you know we want to uh, just support you. And and we create a product that's just for you. Well, it reminds me of the you know when they tried to get more women to smoke. You know the, the, the exact same procedure. You know, oh, women's liberty. You know, you want to smoke too. They're just repeating yes. what's worked for them in the past with other um, target audiences. My question is, these brands then, are they, aren't they in violation of, you know, existing laws in the U.S.? Like, this seems like pretty blatant marketing to me. Is is there a history of them being told to tone this sort of um, language down, or is this perfectly acceptable form of marketing in the U.S.? Yes, they have been told to tone it down in a few different ways and by a few different groups. And we go into this in detail in the article, but just briefly... So stuff started happening in 2000 when the U.S. Federal Trade Commission issued a complaint against Santa Fe Natural Tobacco Company asserting that their advertising was essentially telling people that um, that this product was less harmful than other cigarette brands. And the company, Santa Fe, agreed to put a little tiny, it's about in six-point type, disclaimer on the side of the pack that says no additives in our tobacco does not mean a safer cigarette. That's also included in all their cigarette advertisements. And then, you know, things kind of stayed that way for a while. And then in 2010, uh, there was another settlement brought by some state's attorneys general, 
And so an additional disclaimer was added on advertising stating organic tobacco does not mean a safer cigarette. Uh, and then, you know, FDA in 2009 in the U.S. Uh, was given uh, regulatory authority over tobacco products. And so in 2015, FDA issued a warning letter to Santa Fe Natural Tobacco Company and two other manufacturers stating that their products and their labeling essentially made their, um, their cigarette products misbranded because they were, they were conveying um, reduced harm because of the natural and additive-free descriptors. Hmm. So there's, there's a lot that's been going on, and we don't know what's happening between FDA and the company. Um, there's, there's stuff happening, but it's not public. Okay. So we have to kind of wait and see okay. what happens for, for the FDA action. What would, what would be your preferred action? And maybe this is a, a good spot to conclude. What, what do you think should be done about this issue? Well, I'd like to see a lot of things happen. Uh, I'd like to see, um, boy, uh, well, I would like to see these products removed from the, the shelves, just period. You know, at minimum, I'd like to see these misleading descriptors, natural, organic, additive-free, removed from the packs and from the advertisements. But um, colleagues and I at Truth Initiative published another paper about six or eight months ago where we did an experiment where we looked at the effect of removing these descriptors, organic, additive-free, on people's harm perceptions. And they still, um, 35 to 60 to print 60%, depending on which comparisons we made, still thought American spirit was less harmful than the comparison pack. So they're like, there wasn't a lot we could do with the descriptors. There were still a significant number of people who were misled. So Honestly, I'd like to see this brand gone, but at minimum, we need to remove the misleading descriptors and we need to have corrective messaging, especially focused towards these vulnerable groups, young adults, LGBTQ, who are even more misled than the general public. Agreed. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. Um, well, here's hoping there are some advances in um you say either removing these um, products completely from the shelves as they are clearly so misleading or at the barest minimum uh, getting some of these descriptors taken off and you know perhaps we'll be seeing full graphic health warnings in the U.S. as well can join the I think we're up to 100 nations around the world who have those that would also I'm sure be a big help. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we finish for today? Oh well yes there is one thing actually just that you know a lot of people ask me if if there's any truth to the claim that, or this idea that additive-free or organic or natural tobacco is somehow better for you than conventional tobacco. And there's just, there's absolutely no evidence that natural American spirits are less harmful than other brands. It does not matter if something says additive-free or organic, that does not mean it's less harmful. Inhaling burnt tobacco is harmful, whether it's organic or additive-free or not. Yeah, this is pretty straightforward, isn't it? And uh, you would think if it was less harmful, perhaps all of the brands on the market would, would follow suit and become organic and additive free. So it is, it's just farcical really, isn't it? Right, yes, absolutely. Great, well, thank you. It was really good to talk to you today. Thank you.